0: A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. I am joined as as ever by the evergreen Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you? Life is
1: great. Always great. I've been giving my students tests all week. And you know, test week, best week. And also, we've been promised heavy snow for four months now by the Baal Prophets, aka the news. Uh, I think they thought if we, they just kept on saying it, it would eventually come true. And right now, looking at my window, I can't even see my car. It is smothered. It looks beautiful. And I'm looking forward to having, hopefully, no work for the foreseeable future. <laughs> And how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well. It's not snowing yet. Uh, I believe it's supposed to snow you? this weekend here, um, but we've had 60, uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit weather, so it's been pretty pretty balmy, pretty nice. Feels like yeah. spring might be coming, and then it's going to snow on us, so then the spring feeling will go away. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's we're slowly getting there. We're getting there. We are now getting close to a third through the year, and... Getting to that summertime, which is yeah. prime time for camp. Um, but <laughs> let's, enough with the chitty uh, mm. chatter. Let's get into what our topic is today. Um, as most of you know, there is a date that is coming up in the near future. It is the 17th of March. And it is the day that uh, all Irish people cherish deeply in their hearts and all non Irish people are very envious of. It is St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> There's a reason why people turn their uh, their rivers green and drink a bunch of beers because they want to be... green and drink green milkshakes. Yeah, green milkshakes, shamrock shakes, all that fun stuff. Uh, so it is our St. Patrick's Day episode today. Um, so we're going to talk about the movie we recently watched, which is I Am Patrick. Uh, very good movie. Uh, recommend watching. It is very close bibliography and... Um, story-wise, but we watched that over the weekend. Um, and uh, we also are going to do some Irish Mad Libs, and then we'll end with one of St. Patrick's favorite verses from the Bible. So, I'll turn it over to Brendan with the movie review. I'll let him run it. So, Brendan, take it away. Tell us and uh, give us an idea of what this movie's about and what we're talking about today.
1: Alright, guys. So, the... Man, oh my goodness, my <laughs> microphone just dropped. <laughs> Bad start. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, one St. Patrick. Um, he was born originally, actually, we think, in Wales. Some people say Scotland, but he was not native-born Irish. And his name was originally Maywin Sukat. He only became called Patrick later on. Um, as many of you... Probably no. Um, he was born at a time when the Roman Empire was diminishing, very quickly falling into the annals of history. And Irish raiders or pirates would sometimes travel to Britain, and they were fearsome warriors and horrible human traffickers, and they kidnapped this teenager boy. And they took him to Ireland, where he served as a slave or a herdsman for six years. Um, he had never been particularly religious before then. But while he was on that mountain, the Lord spoke to him in a vision and a dream. And told him that very soon he would be sent back to his homeland. So it follows that the Lord showed him a ship. And that Patrick, with the sure-footedness of Abraham in in Genesis, followed the Lord's instruction through Tetris terrain. Ireland has 3,000 castles. One man did not live in all 3,000. But we had several kinglets, minor kings of different territories, regions, towns, villages, and counties. And Patrick had to avoid all of those as he made his way through the wilderness and the densely... Forested um, lands of ancient Ireland until he got to, we assume, um, the southeast coast, where indeed there was a ship. Um, Patrick walked up and asked the captain, Hey, can I hop on? <laughs> and the captain said, Not a chance, you filthy dirty slave, my own edition. Bugger off. Go back home. So Patrick returned to his hut. He was absolutely mortified. Very perplexed. Prayed to God. You know, you told me I'd escape. There's a ship. What's going on? And just as he was praying, he was informed that the captain had changed his mind. So Patrick was told, you can get on the ship, but only if you suck my breast. Hello. Ew. Disgusting. Um, but that wasn't just an Irish thing, people. <laughs> they did the same thing in Egypt, the same thing all across um, Europe and, and Africa. It was a way of showing fidelity and um, friendship to the captain and the crew. But Patrick said, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm really not going to do that. <laughs> Which i like to hear about Jesus Christ instead. And whatever he shared about it, Jesus worked, and let him on. Uh, he travelled for three days across the sea, arrived in Britain, and they walked for twenty eight days. And um, food obviously uh, ran out during that time, and the captain got very, very aggressive towards Patrick and said, "Oh, I thought your God was all powerful, huh? Where is he now? That we're starved and starved to death." And Patrick prophesied that the goodness of God would be revealed. And next thing I heard of swine ran in front of them. They killed the pigs. They ate. They were glad. And uh, glory was given to God. It follows that Patrick, gosh, kidnapped <laughs> again. Um, and this time an angel spoke to him and said, this will last two months. And after 60 days, he was released and returned back to his family at long last. At that time, he decided he would commit his life to the ministry of the Lord, went to Gaul in France, um, where there was already some sense uh, of Christianity. And he left there having been ordained as a bishop. So the Lord then gave him a dream, and in that dream, he saw a martyr, um, a man being killed for his faith in the Lord, and he said, Patrick, the people of Ireland are spiritually dead. They need you. And Patrick knew that the Lord was calling him back to the land in which he'd been a slave, to go back to the spiritual slaves and to, to deliver the nation. Um, Patrick got a lot of abuse from the British church and the established church, um, he was regarded with a great deal of distrust. Even some of his closest family and friends um, thought he was nuts and didn't trust that he was accurately hearing from God. But he went back anyway with a team um, of those who, who did believe he heard from the Lord accurately. They came into an Ireland of Celtic druidism and paganism of wicker men. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up yourself. It's pretty gross. Um, of human sacrifice, incredible degrees of witchcraft and um, idol worship. But Patrick went to the lowliest people, the people that society had rejected and they absolutely drank up the gospel of Jesus Christ like there was no tomorrow. And it led to the most spectacular revival and uh, you can possibly imagine. And in time, Europe would fall into the Dark Ages and Patrick's influence in Ireland um, would be revealed when Ireland almost single-handedly kept the flame of the gospel of peace and grace alive. Not only in this nation, but also across um, the continent of Europe. However, Patrick writes in his biography, The Confessio, which you can find online, in Latin, Irish and English, that he'd committed a certain sin when he was a teenager, one he'd entrusted to someone who was very close to him, that he thought he could trust. But the British establishment absolutely despised Patrick's evangelistic technique of amalgamating the artistic, uncultured, um, raw, exuberant spirituality that came naturally to the Irish with the gospel of grace. And they tried to sabotage him. None of their plans worked. And then they discovered his youthful indiscretion, his secret. They came and they blackmailed him, and that's what led him to writing the Confessio, his confession. Not a confession of a sin, he keeps that to himself, but his confession of faith, that the goodness and the grace of God was total and sufficient for that sin's eradication, for his appointment and anointing by Almighty God. And for the incredible ministry that he had been leading up to that point. And he absolutely turned this nation on its head. And Irish people love him. I Am Patrick, the docudrama starring John Rhys-Davies, who some might recognise as Gimli from Lord of the Rings, is a wonderful adaptation. And in very many respects, very close to the biography. It's rife with direct quotations from the story. A couple things that maybe could have been worked on. They never actually say what his original name was. I thought that was a bit of a strange choice. Um, The whole thing about getting on the boat. Um, They kind of fashion it that the captain was a lot more inviting of him uh, than he actually was in real life. In the docudrama, the only real challenge is whether or not Patrick's going to suck this guy's nipple or not, um, rather than actually being turned away in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the language choices were a little bit inconsistent. Um. One line says, "You know, Patrick learned the Irish language, so he was able to teach the Irish the gospel in Irish." <laughs> and then he walks up to them and starts speaking in English, and they respond to him in Irish. That was a bit weird, but uh, <laughs> but only small niggly things. Um, but for the most part, um, very very spot on, actually. It really plays into how barbaric and dangerous tribal Ireland was, especially for slaves. It highlights the fact that if a slave had been captured, running away from his master, he could have been returned for a handsome price. In Patrick's biography, we're told he travelled 200 miles, he he wanted to go. But actually looking at it on a more day-by-day basis was very interesting. It was a nice addition. Um, also in Patrick's bio, he only ever discusses himself being taken prisoner um, when his home was attacked. Um, whereas in the docudrama, he's not the only one, which is probably true, actually. Uh, <laughs> there was one line where the captain just goes, you're not coming at us. Go on, go on. And I just thought it was the best Irish accent I'd ever heard in Dr. Brown in my <laughs> life. I was sold from that point on. Anyone with the Cranog? A Cranog was an ancient Irish um, home where, to keep your family safe, you actually built your home in the middle of a lake. It was an artificial island. So, if someone wanted to kill you, they literally had to cross the lake to get near you. And there's actually one scene where Patrick goes to a Cranogue to witness to people. And I had never actually thought of Patrick living at the same time as that kind of architecture. That might sound like a very strange thing, but I teach on Irish history a lot, including ancient Ireland. But I'd never actually pictured Patrick living with that kind of scenery or backdrop. And there's also one scene where... Their spiritual warfare. This is also included in his bio, where Satan comes very early on into his ministry. Um, this is just when he's on his way back home. Um, and actually, he describes it as a massive rock falling on top of him. Um, that he wasn't able to breathe, he thought he was going to die. And next thing he shouts out, Eli, Eli, um, or Helias, Helias, And the rock demon um gay gets punished, gay gets thrust off him. Um but in I, I kinda liked how they showed the spiritual warfare, the reality of it. And um, people often think of Patrick at a very very much a surface level. But uh his experiences as, as a seer, as a prophet, as a teacher, they were very supernatural. So Christians might not like hearing that. Sorry right, guys, I haven't read the bio. He wrote himself. <laughs> um but the the way the movie phrased it, they said, you know, maybe Helios, Helios was like Eli, Eli. like He was crying out to Elijah. But actually, Helios in the ancient world would have been the god of the sun. Um. But basically, you know, we're told that the sun of righteousness will arise with healing his wings as light beams. So the Helios probably wasn't actually a pagan exclamation or... Elijah, Elijah, talking to a dead person is probably actually, you know, son of righteousness, son of righteousness, Jesus, Jesus. That was something I thought the docudrama could have elaborated on a little bit more. Felt, I don't know, a little more like maybe a foreshadow or not a foreshadow, the opposite. Um, a hearkening back to Jesus on the cross rather than maybe investigating what it meant for Patrick in his day. But overall, as far as the docudrama goes, it was great. It's a hard DVD to get your hands on, people. You're not going to find it in most DVD stores online or in person. But if you can get your hands on it, it's well worth the watch. And I think any illusion you have of Patrick as a Catholic running around advocating praying to Mary and dead people will quickly get alleviated, there are certain groups out there who like to claim Patrick as their own. But what you associate with those said groups is very different from what he actually taught and believed himself. You have to remember, he wrote his confession because the religious establishment were out to get him. So whatever illusions you have or reservations, <laughs> leave them with the foot the cross, celebrate this guy he was great. He's amazing. And I, for one, cannot wait to meet him in heaven someday. He's a super trooper. Yeah. Uh, what about you, bro, Skinner you watching it too? Did you have any particular thoughts?
0: Uh, no, you, you covered a lot of them. But, uh, you know, coming from the American guy, a lot of stuff that you kind of assume about Patrick, you know, like you said about being a Catholic, you're like, oh, well, he's just going to teach about Mary. You know, it's not going to be yeah. that biblical um but it seems like it was because of that was the society he grew up in and the area he grew up in so he didn't know what you know baptists methodists any of the stuff that we have today it was the church um and you know catholics were a big part of that um and you see how the church kind of didn't enjoy his way of teaching the gospel um and so to me it's kind of like I don't know. I think if he had lived in a different time period, he probably wouldn't have been a part of the Catholic church. Um, but because that was the way to get into serving God and leading, um, people to Christ, that was what he felt he needed to do. And I think he made the right choice to do that. Um, it was, you sort of with the docudrama, you get a very, um, personal side of who he is. Um, like you, 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 you start of like get involved in his life and what's going on and the mm. ups and downs that come through it. Um, I think the most uh, I think the coolest part of the movie, if you get to a chance to watch it is there's one part where um, one of the celebrations at the time was this demonic celebration and the first, the chief didn't have to light the fire uh, first in the town. Otherwise, you know, you'd get in trouble with the chief and all this stuff. And Patrick goes up on a hill and lights a huge fire, and one of the druids, uh, so druids were his nemesis, basically, uh, said that if that fire is not put out by the morning, it's going to spread throughout all Ireland and to the ends of the earth. Um, and that's to me, was quite a symbolic show of how Jesus Christ has gone through Ireland to the ends of the earth and will continue to do so. Um, it's one of those moments kind of like with Caiaphas where he speaks mm. something that is prophetic and is 100% true, but in his heart he does not believe it, <laughs> accept it, receive it, any of those things. He is adamantly against it, um, but God uses the words of his enemies to bring about truth, which is kind of a thing that only God can do, not not something we could do, but he, he works in and through those situations. So mm. yeah, I would recommend it. If you can find it somewhere, um, try a, a bookstore or half price bookstore or something like that, pick it up, watch it. It will be good to watch with your family um, yeah. and enjoyable time. And you'll learn stuff about Patrick and St. Patrick's day that you didn't know before. So I recommend it.
1: Yeah, no big time. And friends just have to remember, back then, Ireland was seen as the ends of the Earth. Mm -hmm. No one knew, well, I say no one, Uh, very few people, um, knew about all you guys on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, So the idea actually was, the Earth was flat, Ireland was the final country, or Hibernia, or Scotia, as Romans called us. Not to be confused with Scotland. They were the Picts. We were the Scots. Try and get your head around that one, friends. Um, and if you arrived in Ireland, did you arrive in a country that went on forever? Did you arrive in a country that actually had a border? Did you arrive in a country that went the whole way around the world make a big circular shape? Did you get to the opposite end of Ireland and just fall off the floating disk? These are all genuine concerns people had. So for Patrick... He felt he was fulfilling the Great Commission in his time uh, by coming to Ireland um, to fulfill Jesus' prophecy of the gospel being spread to the, the gospel of the kingdom being spread to the ends of the earth. So he really felt it was necessary in order for the rapture to happen. And uh, then 40 years after him, another saint was born with a seven letter name beginning with B. I wonder what that could be, huh? <coughs> Brandon. And he was Brendan the Navigator, and he actually set sail beyond Ireland's shores and arrived in what's now America. So uh, move over all you Christopher Columbus fanatics. The Irish got there first, (laughs) well, after the Native Americans, obviously. Um, But yeah, an incredible man, an incredible legacy, and it's a legacy that still lives on to this day. So don't get distracted with all the green and all the alcohol and the drunken revelry to <laughs> try and celebrate the day for what it is. The recognition of Irish culture, um, Ireland's impact o- on the nations, and uh, the incredible impact of a British man who came to see himself as Irish uh, in, in Patrick. Amen. Alright, broski. Um, since we've looked at the real story, um, and I know I spoke at length there probably for 17, 18 minutes unbroken. I'm going to give you some time to introduce your own spiel now. So lads, we did gonna... it. <laughs> lads, lads and ladies. <laughs> we had a Mad Lib a few episodes ago, um, and people seem to have liked it. No one has said anything bad about it. Um, so let's do another one. We're on a roll. And this one is called The End of the Rainbow. I want to read out most of the story, but I'm going to leave out all the details that are significant. Logan's going to fill in the blanks, and then afterwards, I'll tell him his story. All right, Broski, I need a name.
0: A name. Uh, Let's go Patrick. Oh my it's... goodness. How <laughs> so cheesy as <with> that. <laughs>
1: Okay, I need another name. Uh, let's go with Brendan. i was sorry about to say like, Patrick and Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the lack of gender representation here. <laughs> Ladies, if you're not happy, feel free to send his hate mail. Just address it to him.
0: I need a verb ending an ing. A verb ending an ing. Um, Let's go with Appearing. Ooh.
1: Bold choice. State of verb. Um, Okay, I need an
0: adverb. An adverb. Um, Let's go... An adverb describing a verb. So, exceptionally. Oh, golly. (laughs) Fair enough. That's
1: going to make for an interesting sentence. (laughs) Um I need a noun
0: a noun okay person place or uh let's go with uh let's go with shamrock ooh
1: I like that okay um let's see I need another verb Another this one will down. be in, the past simple.
0: Okay, so. Uh, would, like work for this one? Well, because they liked, liked. Okay, yeah. So ed on the end. Yeah, like. Makes
1: a weird sentence, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing I insult my students for to their face. It's okay, true. plural noun. What was that? A plural noun.
0: Ah, okay, so many. Um, let's go with hats. Ooh, and another plural noun. Um, let's go beards.
1: Oh, very topical. Okay, I need an
0: adjective. An adjective. Um let's go gigantic. Ooh, I can see how that could work. And the noun. Um, let's go with a duck.
1: That sentence would actually be terrifying. <laughs> I need a number.
0: Um seventeen. And a plural noun. Um, let's go with ch- chains. Oh golly! <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna ask what's been on in your head. <laughs> okay,
0: and a verb an ing verb ing, uh, going. All right,
1: I need another number.
0: Um, let's go 77. And another plural noun? Gangs. I don't know if that's going to work out in practice. <laughs> I need a body part. A body part. Um, let's go a Big toe. Oh, you're going to regret saying that.
1: (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) I need a noun, which is a place.
0: A place. Or or a a thing. Ireland. A place or a thing. Ireland, okay. (laughs) That could work.
1: I need a noun.
0: Um, let's go with a badger. Oh, dear.
1: <laughs> I need an exclamation, and I know we spoke about a funny one earlier. Um,
0: Shazam.
1: I was convinced you're gonna say araka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I thought about it, but I was gonna do something different.
1: That's okay. The new you're inspired by the new DC movie. That's okay. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I need a
0: noun in the plural. Noun and a plural or just in the a, plural. In plural the plural noun. So a plural noun. Um let's go with games. Okay, this is gonna have a
1: satisfactory ending after all.
0: And a verb in the past simple. Verb. Um, let's go. Uh acquired. Does that work? Or does that uh, I work? will add an extra word.
1: <laughs> now now it can work.
0: I, I got that oh messed up. I didn't add verb instead.
1: <laughs> no, 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 you know you didn't. You oh, didn't okay. give me a verb that I wanted, but that's okay. Right. Um my guys my Mad Lib might not be as <laughs> fluid uh, as Logan's was last time, but we'll see what <laughs> <clears throat> goes. Patrick and Brendan, for goodness sakes, it's fallen again. <laughs> that was not in the Mad Lib, friends. I'm going to start that again. <laughs> it would help if this wasn't actually in the way. <laughs> Patrick and Brendan were appearing outside. <laughs> I love what we think we were appearing. We're there and gone, and there and gone, and there and now. <laughs> Just flashing. <laughs> Just flashing. In and out of existence. Look at the rainbow! Patrick shouted exceptionally. <laughs> I heard that there is a pot of shamrocks at the end of the rainbow, said Brendan. Oh, very dirty. They both agreed to find the pot of shamrocks so they liked in the house. (laughs) Okay? And put on their hats and beards. (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say that last part makes sense. (laughs) They set off on their adventure. The first problem they encountered was a gigantic (laughs) duck. How will we get across? Patrick asked. I can help you if you pay me 17 chains. (laughs) Said a leprechaun. (laughs) That's the short Irish fairy guys with a ginger beard and green clothes. Who had been going next to them. (laughs) Okay, apparently he's been with us for a while. Maybe he was also appearing and disappearing. They quickly gave him 77 gangs each. (laughs) Okay, so we're just in the slave trade now, the human slave trafficking. (laughs) The leprechaun seemed to be pleased, snapped his toe, and suddenly... Yeah, hello, I told you to choose your answer. And suddenly they were at the end of Ireland. I don't know if that's where I wanted to go. Look, it's the pot of badgers, Brendan pointed. Shazam, Patrick shouted. (laughs) They grabbed the pot of games and acquired a home. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the super special awesome story, the end of the rainbow.
0: (laughs) Well done, Roski. That was colorful. (laughs) Yes, yes. What fun. (laughs) All right. So while Brendan's still getting his mic fixed, I will move us into our Bible reading section. We will be in Psalms chapter 50, and we will be in verse 15. And it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. Uh, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. So. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. When we have trouble, when things come our way, when difficulties, uh, as the verse goes, when life rolls upon us, um, you know, it's uh, we can call upon God and he will deliver us. He'll take care of us and we and we'll glorify God when he does that. We should praise him. It shouldn't be ask for God then need him again, then need him again, and need him again, and not actually praise him and appreciate him and live with him. Cause really it's more than just calling on him when we are in trouble. It's calling on him when, when we're doing well and when other things are going on as well. So uh, yeah, calling upon him, asking him to come and help us in situations that life throws at us uh, is something that we all need to be doing and we'll be honoring, and glorifying to him in all he says. So I will now turn it over to Brendan, because he will have more backstory, I'm sure, with uh with Patrick and why this was an important uh <laughs> verse to him. Um but I'll turn it over to to Brendan. So Brendan, take it away for the rest of our time.
1: I literally have like the pages open from the book where he says it. <laughs> All right, guys, this is how Patrick uses in context, okay? That is why I cannot be silent, nor would it be good to do so. About such great blessings and such a gift the Lord so kindly bestowed in the land of my captivity, Ireland. This is how we can repay such blessings when our lives change and we come to know God, to praise and bear witness to his great wonders before every nation under heaven. And again, he thought this was the last nation. This is because there's no other God, nor will there ever be, Nor was there ever, except God the Father. He is the one who was not begotten, the one without a beginning, the one from whom all beginnings come, the one who holds all things in being. This is our teaching. And the Son, Jesus Christ, whom we testify, has always been, since before the beginning of this age, with the Father in a spiritual way. He was begotten in an indescribable way before every beginning, Everything we can see, and everything beyond our sight, was made through him. He became a human being, and having overcome death, was welcomed to the heavens of the Father. The Father gave him all power over every being, both heavenly and earthly, and beneath the earth. Let every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, in whom we believe, and whom we await to come back to us in the near future, (laughs) little did he know, is Lord and God. He is judge of the living and of the dead, he rewards every person according to their deeds. He has a generous he has generously poured in us the Holy Spirit, the gift and promise of immortality, who makes believers and those who listen to the children of God and co heirs of Christ. This is the one we acknowledge and adore, one God in a Trinity of the sacred name. He said to the prophet, Call on me in the day of distress, and I'll set you free and you'll glorify me. Again, he said it is a matter of honour to reveal and tell forth the works of God. And that is exactly what he spent the rest of his life doing. Going forth, mm-hmm. testifying to the goodness of God, how he had seen the goodness of God in the land of the living, mm-hmm. and how death would not be the end for him. But there would be the Gentile body of Christ churches, Resurrection, when we, our earthly bodies are taken up on the day of the rapture and the perished becomes imperishable and gets slapped with our soul and spirit that's already in heaven and we live in heaven as a tripartite being, a physical being in a spiritual world with the life of God shining from us. And he spent the rest of his life sharing that. And that is good news, friends. So friends, I hope you found great encouragement in today's session on Patrick, um, his incredible life, his incredible legacy, and I pray that as we enter this time of celebration, that there would be joy in your soul, that you would go forth um, with zeal and deep peace and deep joy. And that God would make a Patrick, or a Patricia, hello, keep the feminists happy, out of all of you, and that you go forth and you do mighty exploits for God, as a mighty man and mighty woman of God, empowered by Holy Spirit, knowing at all times his grace is sufficient for you. Amen, amen, amen. and amen. honor
0: lo podrig Akarja. Happy St. Patrick's Day, friends. Have a great, great week, friends. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Watch I Am Patrick and uh, follow us for more videos coming in the coming weeks. So see you. That's it.